and welcome to Sister Sage Herbs Roadside Herb Service. We are recording from beautiful West Seattle. And we are talking about all things plant medicine. Today we're talking specifically about one of the most uh, famous of medicinal herbs from Europe, comfrey. This is an herb that I must say I am not that familiar with, Jane, but but learning learning about it recently, I am stunned by the <laughs> capacity yeah. of this plant. So maybe you can just tell me a little bit about uh, the way it looks and where it's grown and sure. where we find it and such. Sure. Well, um, in the herb world... When you plant comfrey, you're going to stay a while. It's going to stay a while and or travel around your property. So that has been the case. It's very difficult to get rid of. I see. So you know. Um, can you put it in the pots? You can put it in the pot, but it roots down pretty deep. So when you move the pot, <laughs> you planted the plant. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I... I do know for some roots, if you're looking for just a root, or if you really wanted to keep it, I suppose you could put it in like a trash can, kind of with a bunch of holes at the bottom and rocks and stuff. Kind of make sure it didn't get down there. Yeah. But anyway, for its use, um, this is another one of those herbs that um, when you look at it, you can see the hairs. And they're not prickly, mm -hmm. but they kind of resemble... Um, hair on the skin, mm -hmm. very thin coating of hair, mm -hmm. and so I've been told that's recommendation to use it for the skin. So, um, but this particular herb is known as knit bone, so it helps with broken bones or long, a long time ago broken bones, like yeah. deep, deep resetting. Of the bone scars, scar tissue. Yeah. Um, it's a cell regenerator, so you definitely want to make sure that all the cells where you're putting it, you want regenerating. <laughs> yeah. And um, make sure it's clean, like if it was a deep cut or something. You could use it as a poultice, but you definitely want to make sure that it is clean. So... I usually wait to use that herb so that it doesn't heal over the top of the you know, injury. If there's some infection or a little piece of debris or something in there, mm -hmm. it could heal on top. The skin will heal so fast on top of there. Right. Also, if you, I, if, if you uh, want to create calluses mm -hmm. on your hands, you can pull the herb with your bare hands and your hands are super tight and like almost like a callus it's like crazy oh really so i always have to wear gloves or i just feel like all the i don't know it's maybe bass players would like that maybe but um well i have made a balm out of the dried leaves i made an infusion and one time i when I cut my finger tip, I 
had that and I had some burdock oil and I mixed them together, just put a little wax in it, put that on the band-aid and not only did it help heal the skin, grow back together on the same spot, but it also strengthened the nail, the fingernail, not one finger. Wow. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Wow. Hot tip. Um, yeah, normally we're not drinking it as a tea. Um, there are some issues with some of the um, constituents that could accumulate in your liver. It's not good at getting whatever that is out of your liver. I think it's one of those things that won't, you know, it's not just like, you know, let's cleanse your liver. It's something that damages the liver. Mm -hmm. But it only occurs supposedly in the root and in the early growth in the spring. And so I usually take those first cuttings because it just kind of bursts out of the ground. All of a sudden it's there, you know. So I usually let it go pretty far. Like right now it's in flower. So I'm going to cut it, dry it out, and or take it off the stem and dry it out. Since I'm going to use that for a compost tea for the garden, mm -hmm. I'm not going to take it off the stem. I'm just going to dry it out. And then you can take the leaf and sprinkle it in your garden, and that's like compost. That's like a, a good for like later, so it's not like an immediate effect. But then this tea is really good for like an instant effect on the garden, like giving a lot of nutrition, so it has a lot of nitrogen. So you make this like little slurry, I have it on a very old YouTube site, an old, old YouTube video of it, but um, yeah. But it's really nice as a topical, like I said, with an oil, or you can, you know, if you had like a person who had maybe a broken hip who was trying to come back from that, maybe a maybe a bath in there, as long as it was all the way set, you know, and you're coming out of a surgery or something. That seems like that would be a nice thing. Yeah. Anything that you found in your research? Um I think you pretty pretty much covered it. Um I was looking in a couple of different <clears throat> couple of different places, but um, did we talk about what the plant looks like with its pink little um, pink flowers? Well, like well, almost purple. Yeah, yeah. there the leaf is very big. Um, it can get the lower leaf. It's again kind of a typical leaf shape, just a big at the bottom and a point at the top. And the they just come right out of the ground in a, like a, a bunch. And uh, then the stalk grows from that. So there's, I think they grow on top of each other instead of, yeah. Member of the borage family. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. So it's got these little purple flowers, and like all the bees love it, and the hummingbirds definitely love it. 
I think they're gonna be a little bit like where's my where's my flower when I cut it down, but it'll come back. <laughs> what a neat plant. I'd really love to hear other people's kind of experience yeah. using that, especially for yeah. healing uh, bones, you know? I mean, wow. Well, I also, I forgot to say, my sister uses it um, for, she's a midwife, and she'll use the, she wants the whole leaf dried out. She used to live in New Mexico, so that would dry out in about four hours, where here it takes like four days to dry something out sometimes. But um, she would take the leaf and then pack it with other herbs that were like really good for the skin. And if there was uh, any complications from the birth, she could have the woman make a tea of that, drink it, or put it in the bath and help heal. So have a bath every day with that. Sit in there with those herbs. And if you wrap it up, it feels nice. You just literally put it like a pad, you know. You're, you sit on it mm -hmm. while you have in your bath. Wow. Yeah. It's a nice mom spa thing. <laughs> New mom spa thing. You know, you get to deal with being clean and healing. That's a big... It's a lot of shifting in there and stuff going on all at the same time. Mm -hmm. you know. So she uses that herb a lot for that. Wow. Topically for that for a bath. Yeah. yeah, I think I read in Rosemary Gladstar's book she was using it in a bath too. Mm -hmm. A bath kind of blend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe if you have rash or anything like that, it might be good for that. Mm -hmm. You test out a little spot, make yeah. a small tea, and then yeah. put the leaf on you and see if it helps any kind of eczema or anything. Right. Don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, we forgot to say, we're not doctors. We're yes. not herbalists. But we are Mark and Jane, um, <laughs> Sister Sage Herbs. And this is Roadside Herb Service. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to our tiny podcast, folks. And we just love it. So, I'm glad you're here. And I hope you'll stay. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>